Before we get into the podcast, we thought it was important you guys know the video and the audio quality are going to be a little bit off today. Dominic Eberly, who's our friend who was featured in a few of our YouTube videos for foot golf and mini golf, joined us from a hotel room off an iPad. So we apologize about the fact that we had to be in Discord in order for it to work, and also the audio might just be a little iffy. Regardless, we hope you guys enjoy the episode, and a huge thank you to Dom for hopping on. All right. Took a little bit of time to get Dominic in here because he found out how to download Chrome on an iPad today. And I completely <laughs> forgot that you're in a you're in a hotel right now as well. Yep. No, that's uh we're living in Dallas, so we got eight NFL or XFL teams all staying in four different hotels in Dallas. So you got Wait, two you teams. Guys all stayed there. Wait, what? I didn't know that. yep. that's what you're talking about. Yep. So it it's we are at the same hotel as the Vegas team, but then like DC and the Orlando, I want to say at one hotel together, but then you have four hotels and we practice at four different sites. You guys are like the Olympic fucking village, dude. Is what it's, like it's, over there. it's like that all season. Yeah, it's like that all season. Like it's what? very, it's very smart because you kind of like you're in Texas where the cost is the absolute lowest. So we're just housing that many people. You don't have an income tax, so you can just pay people according like, hey, you don't have a state income tax. You actually get more money for playing. And it just makes sense having a hub right there because we're right near uh, one of the airports that we just charter all our flights out of. That's fucking crazy. That's really smart, actually. That fucking signed me up for the fucking XFL, bro. What the hell? You'd be a fucking yeah, water boy, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, that's like... Dude, so they, would they make, like... But you still play in Seattle and shit, so you just... You still have home games, too. Yep. So pretty much our routine is, let's say, okay, home game in Seattle. We play, uh, played on Thursday night. We flew to Seattle on Wednesday, stayed at a hotel there, and I had our game. And as soon as the game's over, within like two hours, you're back on a plane to Dallas. Like it's a quick turnaround, but it's sick because I think that's where, you know, the comparison with the spring leagues they had. This is a better way of doing it because last time they had a spring league, it was only in one place and that was it. So, you know, let's say you're representing Michigan or something. You're playing your game in Birmingham. You're not going to have your home fans go to that game. But here in the XFL, hey, we play in Seattle. Our home fans are going to go to our stadium there, support us. If we play in uh, D.C., D.C. has their home fans and you get that whole more uh, revenue and income stream than just doing it at one location the whole time. Bro, this is so much. I've learned so much in the first fucking two minutes of this, dude. I had no idea what was going on. That's insane. All right, well, if we didn't really intro you. You've been on the podcast before. We kind of just jumped into everything right there as well. But uh, Dominic Everly plays for the, uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons. The only thing yep. I'm going to say is, who came up with the names, bro? That's, that's the only, like the Sea Dragons, I, you could probably spin it to like, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, well, it's a theme. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they, they were trying to keep the, the whole Seattle, the SEA, as, like, the main thing. Because okay. it used to be just the Dragons, so then they just added C oh, in front okay. of it. Oh, that makes sense then. All right, yeah. Well, you got the Seahawks, you got the fucking Mariners, you got the Kraken. Yeah, you, you got, got all the things. Dragons. I don't really get the Dragon shit, though. You're right. Like, <laughs> we're, like I don't get the dra Dragon in the sea. Like, it, where, where the fuck is Dragon in Seattle of a link? I I have no idea. Probably has got to be some like mythical like background or something like that. I know like San Antonio because they're called the Brahmas. Like that's one of their like uh, a name for like steer, like a so sort of cow. 
that they have in San Antonio that's famous. But I think like every name has some sort of connection with uh with the city they play in. No, it makes sense. I think they're all memorable names too. You know, it's not yeah. like the Seattle XFL team. Like no, like you know, like yeah, Washington was the Washington football team for a while. Um, no, it does stand out for sure. You were saying you have a bunch of stories already. You've been you two oh. games in the books already for the XFL. Uh, we'll have more questions about that, but. Like I said, Dom hopped in here and he said, I have a bunch of things to talk about. So what the hell has been happening in the Olympic village, dude? <laughs> it's kind of... Man, let's, let's start off. So we're all at a hotel. Like it's us and the Vegas team. And, you know, a lot of us played in the NFL. A couple of guys that are coming up. Like there's a couple of guys that went straight from college season to here trying to get drafted, which is wow. actually pretty well too. But so, you know, we all either drove here, flew here, got our cars here, whatever, and have a certain like parking lot behind the uh, behind the hotel. Within like the first week, like 15 people's cars got broken into just because, you know, you leave your backpack in there or something. Boom, gone. Dallas is like notorious for that. And then they actually end up now giving us a whole like secure section with like a police patrol where we can park just so nobody breaks into our stuff anymore. Holy crap. Which did they know like it was like XFL guys? Is that why? Like Yeah, so I I think that they ended up like figuring out where we're staying at and just said, "Hey, like these guys have money, these guys have this and that. If we can just break into their car, do this, uh get whatever is out of their car, boom. Cool." So then the XFL actually started hiring like police patrol for that area like if any break-ins happened now, they would take care of it. But then one of our receivers, I won't say whose name it is, but one of our receivers went to the movies. And, you know, he was there for like an hour and a half. Came back out, his like $150,000 truck, truck is just gone. Oh. And, you know, the movie theater is like five minutes from here. So it's like, Holy I shit. guarantee somebody was watching, like, who was parking in there as soon as he wasn't in like a good area or knew... What was going on? Boom, car, gone. That's fucking crazy. So, like, hot-wired it? Does yeah, they hot, hot-wired it, whatever. Like, he was working with police, couldn't find GPS, I'm assuming. So, it was, a like, a not a Raptor. It was, like, a Ram RX or something like that. Basically, the engine is what a Hellcat has. So, they probably just took the engine, sold that, then spared the parts. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> That's all within like the first week of me being here, and I'm just like, damn, like my car gets here next week. Let's hope nothing happens to it. Yeah, good God, bro. You want to like cover things or something? Yeah, Dude, something. Shit reminds me of a story, and I once I know this podcast right now is not about me whatsoever, but there was one time at my old house. I just have to share this where um, there were these absolute just white trash neighbors that lived by us, like just absolute just pieces of shit, dude. Um, so one day they're throwing a party. It's like a Friday night. I'm about to go live. And you hear all this screaming outside of my house. Because there was like this, I don't know, all the houses were kind of close together. And there was like this one little area where you parked in front of the pool. That's like where everybody parked. Um, and there's a fucking fist fight going on outside, right? And they're throwing each other against the cars and all this shit. And I thought it was really funny until I realized my fucking car was getting like people thrown on the shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in, I'm in my window. I'm like, whoa! Like, <laughs> I wanted to go out there, but they're going to fucking kill me was the problem, dude. So I sat there until someone finally like came up and like just grabbed one dude by the neck and pinned him. And then they called the cops and then they, they I'm pretty sure they got evicted or some shit afterwards, bro. But yeah, I was, yeah, I was fucking sitting there. I was like, 
like just classics like eating popcorn watching this shit I'm like, this is fucking awesome and i'm like wait a second <laughs> but yeah it kind of reminds me of that bullshit dude <laughs> that's, that's what yeah right? insane Did they, that's um, not fun. i guess i don't want to say that where you guys are staying is a rough part of town because it might just be that people are just targeting your area like you said because it's like money and everything like that you know um with athletes did they give you any rundown of the area whatsoever before you guys got there? No, nothing. We had no idea. That's like, crazy. I know that, I know that it was talked about a couple times to kind of move hotels, but I think we just drew the short end of the stick because other people are like a lot nicer neighborhoods, like, you know, 20 minutes north, right by uh, where the uh, Cowboys practice at and stuff. Damn. So it's like they're in a nice area. We just got downtown where I guess this is just what it is, just super – uh, rough area right now. Can you imagine, like, at the start of the XFL season when they're deciding what hotels everybody's going to stay in? It's like someone comes around with, like, numbers. In it. Yeah, like, and seriously, like, man. That would honestly, I would watch that, bro. If there was, like, the hotel a draft, the hotel, a hotel draft, draft. Dude, yeah. where you have to look away, <laughs> put your hand in, and you're like, the entire team is sitting there reacting. And they're like, You have the W. Everybody's like, what? Like, <laughs> that would be fucking sick. I would watch what? that for sure. What, what's like uh are you in like the fucking vegas team like buddies now or what because like no nice? not really like i know a couple players on there just from like playing college with them or against them but you kind of just keep uh keep quiet keep away from each other um you don't you know kind of don't overlap like for example right now they're gone they have a game i think today in vegas and then besides that it's just like hey we practice in the morning at one of the high schools, and they practice in the afternoon. So by the time we come back from practice, they're barely starting to get over there. So it's kind of like mix match, and you really don't yeah. have too much of that. Just like walk each other to uh, everyone's cars and stuff together, just just in case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, so do you only share a field with one team practice-wise then? Yep. Okay. So it's like I know Arlington and I want to say San Antonio, they're both at – like one stadium and then we are at like Carroll high school and then the other teams are at other high schools. Damn. That's pretty crazy. We wrote down a few questions as well for, uh, just cause we were curious. Um, we know you've played two games so far, but we want to hear a little bit like how your recruiting process went, because I know we were in Vegas and you kind of told us beforehand too, when we were filming the soccer golf and mini golf, um, that you were about to sign with them. How does, I guess, how does it work? I, it sounds like you're saying people can come straight from college trying to get drafted too. Is there an age limit to go into this? Because I swear the NFL, there is one, right? No, there, there's no age limit with this. I mean, it's like once you declare from college, like once your college career is over, that's when you can kind of make the transition. So we have a couple guys from smaller schools who didn't have the exposure. Like they played D2 college, D3 college. Yeah. And, you know, that's not as widely watched as like a Georgia, Alabama, or other teams and they're good football players they just now want to play against other good players showcase their talents and then make the transition to the nfl and so you can either do that as a young guy or you're kind of in my situation where i've been in the nfl kind of sniffed around that haven't quite broken through but now i get a whole season of games where i can just show my talent do my job and then whatever comes after that happens but, yeah, we were together. I was about to sign with the Buccaneers. They ended up signing somebody else. So I just said, no, I'm, I'm done waiting around. I want to play. Like, XFL is right around the corner. Uh, my buddy is a good friend with the GM here. He kind of reached out, 
you know, kind of put his feelers out. He called my agent. He's like, Dom, like, we need a guy. And within, like, three days, I was there. Wait, so you nearly signed with the Buccaneers as well? I didn't even know yep. that. That's crazy. Yep, so I had a workout there. went really well. I was told, like, hey, we, we really like you. want to try and get you for next season. And this was before Brady retired. This was, like, right during the playoff run. As soon as the season was over, like, the day after, they signed another kicker. And I was like, well, that, that's the business sometimes. You know, yeah. people make decisions. I can't control that. I still have a lot of respect. And, you know, the front office obviously does their job. They just didn't set, uh, take me this time. But that doesn't mean that, hey, I ball out here. Season goes well. And then they sign me after the season. Always That's true. Yeah. Well, what would you say is, like, your biggest, like, difference? Like, because I've seen the XFL, like, I could tell it just seems, like, way more, like, kind of, like, because the NFL is rowdy, obviously, but the XFL is, like, kind of a different type of rowdy. It seemed hilarious. You were part of the game where they're chucking lemons on the field. Oh, that, that, that was my story. <laughs> and right then, there. like, I was laughing because I watched the second game, too, and it's, like, they have those mic'd up. Like, they have players mic'd up every game, like, the whole game, basically. And, like, they always show it. Like, they had Ben DiNucci, like, on the TV feed being, like, don't fucking play with me. Like on fucking like on the mic up and like you just hear them like while the commentators are talking and shit. They're like, this is pretty badass. They're like, that that's good shit. They're like, and they didn't even like say like oh sorry for the language. You know what I mean? Like you usually hear that, but they like they're pretty like they kind of own it, which I think is like a pretty good idea. And I feel like it's kind of it's definitely different than the NFL in a way. Yeah, it it's sick. I mean like, to be completely honest, like, you obviously try to maintain a certain image and try to find what your brand is about. And with the XFL, it used to be owned by uh, the owner of the WWE, McMahon. It's there for entertainment. Like, they want all the interactions. They want as much media attention that they can. And the whole thing with the lemons, I mean, I don't know if I'll, all y'all knew the backstory, but basically the DC team and the XFL, they just do a beer snake. So... That entire yeah, away yeah, because they got pissed about it, right? Yeah, there's a beer snake, so they stack it, try to get it all the way on top, and then the security guard came and took it away, and they started chanting like, "Oh, we want the beer snake." <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear it on TV, and we're just like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" And next thing you know, we're looking on the field, and they start chucking these whole lemons at us. Where the fuck do they get the and lemons? They ordered uh, bourbon lemonades. And they put an entire lemon uh, in there. So not only do they have these giant lemons, they're also hammered out of their mind and start throwing it at our like O line, our quarterback, everybody. And two plays later, it's a pick six, and we're just Jesus. like, oh, shit. like they they're about to go crazy. But yeah, that whole atmosphere, like the fans were into it. I think that was great for them to see on the Sunday night prime time. Everyone's into it and. Yeah, hey, you know, DC looked like still. a good ass time. Like I'm not gonna lie, like they like yeah. made it. Like the atmosphere there was electric. It was like holy shit. Like DC, my like would be a solid spot to go see a game for sure. Yeah, but that's definitely a spot. I mean, our home game was awesome uh, on Thursday as well. Like fans showed out, and I think it's just gonna keep growing. Like it started off, you know, where they expected it at, but now it's just gonna keep taking off because people are like, well, this is good football. The games are all close. Like, you can come back and win a game in the last minute if you really wanted to with the different, like, point rules and stuff. So it's like, yeah, hey, football's football, and you never know if you see a couple of those guys in the NFL next year as well. Yeah, I think it's going to just continue growing because every time college football ends and the NFL season ends, 
Everybody, all the tweets are like, fuck, now we have to watch baseball. There's like, nothing, it's, yeah. It's like, everybody's like, fuck, there's really nothing going on. So the fact that your guys' season runs afterwards uh, is, is fucking badass, dude. Like, it's awesome, and it allows people to keep watching it because it feels like it's the longest break in the entire world, dude, from, like, the, the start or the end of the NFL season back to, like, the start of the college season. Because being over summer and stuff, too, like, yeah, always dude, it's just so nothing, long. Bro. Give me something that's not fucking baseball during the summer, dude, and I'm – and I'm a happy camper, man. Uh, I know you were saying how they want to make it more exciting and stuff. We wanted to ask you, what are your favorite rules that they have that are different to the NFL that you think either makes it more exciting or just makes it a way more fun atmosphere to be? Or ones you don't like either, too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I think the the fourth and 15 instead of an onside kick, I think that's awesome. You know, at the end of the day, like an onside kick is such low probability and you know, the fans are just kind of like, okay, onside kick. Like, it's a Hail Mary kind of situation. You never yeah. know. But, hey, fourth and 15, you get your best players on the field. You have one play to make it happen. Win or lose the game right there. And it's just play ball. Like, the better team's going to win. I think that is awesome. If the NFL did that uh, as a rule, like, you can only do a fourth and 15 in the last two minutes of the game, something like that, I think everybody would be like, hey, Let's see, uh, Pat Mahomes comes back. Now they're down three. They have a fourth and 15, and he gets a shot to try and win the game. Now. Oh, it'd be so fucking exciting, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, hey, that's a cool rule to make football even more exciting, and, you know, the NFL's testing that out. I do think that not having PATs is kind of like a rule that I might be biased. I was going to say, for yeah. you, there's rules that probably piss you off because there's, like, no kicking sometimes, it seems like, because it's a lot of just, like, they try and – Make make everyone throw the fucking ball. That's what, literally what the XFL seems like. Yeah, like I, I think it would be cool if they introduced something like, okay, you have the one, two, and three-point plays uh, that you can run as an offense. Or as a kicker, you have the one, two, or three-point PATs maybe. Where it's like cool. one-point one PAT is a 33, two-point PAT is a 43, and then a three-point PAT is a 53, something like that. That'd be fucking sick. That'd, yeah, that'd be cool. Because then that way you can kind of also like play it around as – Hey, if you have a good kicker and you trust him, he can get you three points right there. Yeah. Or even then, too, like, say, like, quarterback gets injured or something. There's, like, a, a secondary option that could still get you three points would be super yeah. badass as well. Yeah. No, that's sick. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that's the only thing I was thinking, too, with Zoo, was that it feels like they kind of take kicking a little bit out of the game. Um, and then the whole way that the – what's it called? I mean, they did make – the like the original like kickoff after they made that way more exciting too is it is, is it pretty much impossible to get it into the end zone now like the whole point is like for people to be able to play it yeah exactly like it's a a major penalty on my sake if i kick a touchback so if i had it oh, just yeah, in the end zone i didn't know that either yep so if i just kick it into the end zone the ball goes out to the 35 Rather than the 25 in the NFL, it's 35. Okay. Realistically, they only need two first downs, and they should be in field goal range. If I hit it out of bounds or too short, if I hit it to, like, the 22-yard line, that ball goes all the way to the 45. So they're basically just given a free drive, you know, in, in range to score points already. So they're like, hey, kick it between the 20 and the goal line. We want returns. We're going to have less collisions because they're only five yards apart from each other Yeah. on the 30 and 35. And, hey, let's bring the excitement back to the game. That has and to be I a transition it's... for you, though, right? Like, 
Uh, when I kicked in high school, once again, you know, we had our, we had our <laughs> little career in high school, dude. It was just always out the back. You see, kick that shit out the back. That's what you need. But now you obviously have to aim for like a 20-yard range. Is I guess has that been a big transition? I can't imagine it's that crazy of one for you. Yeah, it's it's not really. You kind of get a feel for it. Like you're not hitting your hardest ball. You're not hitting, uh, you know, the ball as like as high as you want to. You're just like, no, let me play the field a little bit. Let me move around, and then you go according to that. Like we had one play where they knew that hey, Dom kicks it to the left eighty ninety percent of the time. Okay. We kicked we kicked one to the right, and their whole scheme was set up to let our guys free. So next thing you know, they're trying to like set up blocks to their left side, but we're just avoiding to the right side because that's where I kicked it at, and we get a tackle inside like the fifteen yard line. Damn! And it's like, yep, there you go. Like sometimes you can just play games like that, and you you steal a possession, you steal field possession like that, and I think it's a lot better, especially from like the non-impact like you're not running full speed at each other and i think it's going to be a lot safer and i feel like that would be the very first rule the nfl actually introduces from this league to the nfl bro because every time in the nfl it just feels fucking pointless to watch the kickoff dude because it should like, just be an option yeah to be like like what's the point what's the point of it like it's just I, a waste i was just saying, i feel like 99 percent of the kickers put it out the back every single time anyway um but i do like the whole thing where it has made it 100 times safer or, because that's yeah. that's the most dangerous part of the football game is is that part of it I think. Um, what was I just gonna ask though? So I know that you said they they start five yards apart from each other or how many yards apart from each other they start? Yeah, five. Okay, I thought it was five. Does it start the second the person catches the ball or does the ball have to? Okay, it's when somebody catches yeah. the ball. Yeah, as soon as they catch the ball or let's say the ball hits the ground, uh, then it's three seconds. Like the ref has his hand up, and as soon as the ref drops his hand, that's when you can start. Has there been someone who's returned a kick yet or no? Not yet, but I, like there's been a couple of really good returns. I think this weekend we'll see one kickoff return, I feel like. What happens when he breaks past your line, dude, and you fucking crack the guy? <laughs> uh, I, I don't care if it's a penalty. I'm slide tackling, man. Is that your that, like, How much of a penalty is it if you slide tackle? It's 15 yards, it's but I'll take that rather than touch them. Have you I'm ever going... got smoked yet? Have you ever been smoked in your career? Have you, have you ever had to make like a kicker tackle where you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> there was one time we're playing at Hawaii and basically kick a deep left. Their return was set up. And one of our guys in front of me that was supposed to hold right where the hash is. I see him. He's in the sideline. Like he got pushed all the way out. So there's this giant hole. And I'm like, OK, the return is going to come through there. And next thing I see is the off return of the guy who's typically just looking for the first person to block. He just comes straight at me first. Nice, I see the man. behind me. I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. Absolutely pops me. I chipped all my teeth up front, too. Oh. I wasn't wearing a mouth guard, and I just stand up like, yeah, uh, at least he didn't return it to the house. Oh, so you stopped him at least. Yeah, so the guy kicked me out, and another guy ended up making the tackle afterwards. But I'm like, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to leave them to the tackles for sure. I'm running away, bro. I'm going to the fucking sideline if I'm the kicker. Hell no. We never asked you this in the last podcast we did with you, but was there at any point you like dabbled trying to play a different position? Because you're a bigger guy, so I assume you could have. During high school, is there ever like, oh, hey, Dom, go fucking go play wide receiver for a game or something like that? Yeah, I, I actually started playing safety, so it was a – 
a free safety. I loved watching Ed Reed play. So I was kind of like basing my game off of that. And then like two games into the season, I broke my arm. Oh, fuck. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe stick to kicking a little more. And then spring ball came and uh, my arm was healed. They're like, Dom, move to outside linebacker. You fought fast enough. It might add a little bit of weight to you. Uh, so that way, you know, they're going to be able to cover, make some plays, like tackles and all that stuff. I had like three picks and seven on seven. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. The first day I go up against our varsity running back trying to tackle, just stiff arms me. I'm like, yeah, this is not, not it for me. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So we've talked a bunch about the XFL, but uh, you were talking a little bit earlier when Zoo was talking about people cussing on the sideline and stuff, which I'm, dude, I'm all for. I think it's funny as hell, but you basically brought up how people want to have their brand be in the right place. You have done, and we're not blowing smoke over here, but you have done a phenomenal job of with your brand and everything like German NFL is, is what you've kind of kicked ass in. Um, we know, just because we were with you, the whole, you were going to commentate the Super Bowl. Like that was, yeah. but I guess you signed for the XFL, so that didn't end up happening. Yeah, exactly. I was supposed to be there. Uh, we had a whole like media team there, like the guys with football bromance that I'm affiliated with. They absolutely smashed it. They had like an influencer house. They had a, almost, I want to say, 3 million views. So it, it went absolutely crazy for that whole week. They did basically like seven-hour live streams every day, kind of like Big Brother. Damn. And it, it was sick. Like I wish I would have been there, but I'm obviously happy I was here and playing and everything. But, yeah, it's awesome the way that the German games are growing. Uh, football's growing over there. Their league is growing and – now they have two NFL games there next year, and I think it's just going to eventually surpass London where they're going to have three or four games in Germany. Damn. Yeah, we were saying, like, yeah, the German games. Like, because you, you went and worked, like, a bunch there, didn't you? Because the, was there, there was one game there only? Yeah, there was one game this past year, and I commentated, and I was commentating the Buccaneers-Seahawks game. And then fast forward to when I worked out for the Buccaneers. They're like, oh, you're from Germany. You knew, Did you know we played there? I'm like, yeah, you yeah I was souls? on the sideline. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <"Sir>, man. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. I, Germany just wouldn't necessarily be the place that I'd expect to be huge for American football, but it's badass that it is. I don't know any other I feel like it's getting big in Europe, though, man. Like, I think NFL will be bigger and bigger by the year every in, in every place. As Like, NBA, man. Like, NBA in Europe, like all of a sudden it's like huge, huge. I feel like that every year gets even bigger too. Yeah, it's... They are. I think it's kind of like, you know, and Europeans are going to give me shit for it, but Europeans always kind of like dig at America, take shots, make fun of it in certain ways. But then they also want that American like consumerism, like the movies, the sports, all that kind of stuff. So it's a little like hypocritical. They make fun of America, but then they absolutely love watching all the American stuff. Music and shit too. Yeah, like yeah. all that, right? Like it's the biggest no matter what, but Yeah, I mean everybody's just gonna talk shit about other stuff. That's just the reality of it. But we all and <laughs> we envy certain things, man. We definitely do. Um what Zoo and me were talking about earlier, he was the one who brought this up, but you wanted to know, because obviously you've been in NFL locker rooms, is there a difference between an XFL locker room and an NFL one in terms of mentality? Or I'm assuming there's there's younger guys where you're at now than, I guess, maybe what you would have seen in the NFL. I guess, like, what's the difference between the two? Yeah, I, th I think the main difference is the 
the cohesiveness of why everyone's there. In the NFL, it's we're trying to win the Super Bowl. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl. That's the common goal. Like you have the best uh, team possible. They are trying to achieve that. Whereas here, you do get that sense that there's a lot of like I, 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 a lot of selfish guys in that sense of, hey, I'm just going to do my job, then go to the NFL. Like I'm not here long term. It's kind of this, this is what I got to do. Boom. But you know, I think that we're on that right path of like we are trying to create a team. We're just trying to stick together. There's not that many I people around, and we're just trying to figure out, hey, how do we get on on the winning track now and become a team? Like, there's a bunch of team bonding that we've been doing. Everybody's getting along well. That's going to show up more than, hey, seeing other teams where you have a lot of guys that are only about themselves, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And I wonder if it's like that for other sports, too. I, I imagine, like, in baseball and, like, the minor league, it's probably like, hey, I'm here just to fucking move up the next, like, step of the ladder, basically. And with like USL soccer and stuff like that as well, you'd assume their goal is like, you know, I just want to be in the MLS type deal. But I guess it's it's different with football because maybe college would be like the closest experience you've had to that, where even then though, I feel like college would be more of like a team thing versus an individual would you, thing. Yeah, you'd want a good team because it's like, if you're a good team, right, and you're like making a run and going on a win streak, yeah, you're going to get more attention. They're going to be like, hey, why is this team so good? You know what I mean? So obviously I feel like, yeah, if you guys are like, building on the team bonding and stuff and like that's got to bring more eyes than just trying to be like a solo yeah exactly it's in college you still have that team because everyone's going to class together you either have some overlap with most of your teammates you're there for years together if you're in the same class you get the team there here yeah it everyone kind of doesn't want to be here necessarily but they accept that this is their step to get back to where they want to be and all the comeback stories that are going to be written once the NFL season starts to see who made the team there after being in the XFL, I can't wait to see it. I mean, there's guys who played in the NFL for two years, had back-to-back ACL tears. Out of a sudden, they're deemed not good enough to play anymore. And then they're balling out in this league, get back to the NFL. Like That's, that's just awesome to see. I was going to say, because I know – Basically, the way I always thought about it, because we'd watch you kick, um, and just people like we see get shots in the NFL, it seems like a lot of people don't get enough chances. That's what I always kind of interpreted with the whole thing, where, say, for instance, you go out there and you have one bad game, right? Or you miss one kick, whatever it is. They could be like, all right, see ya. Or they could be like, you know what? He made three. Let's, you know, we'll take him the next time around. This feels like it's the first time ever that, NFL, people that want to make it into the NFL actually have another chance to do it or like a legitimate chance to do it because like you said, you have an entire season now to showcase what you can do, you know? Um, And that is such like a a better resume than, oh, hey, you know, like when you played against the Chargers and you kicked ass against the Chargers, which is really fucking unfortunate, but um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you get a full, I I I don't know, that's what I like about this is the fact that people get such an opportunity to... Full it's like season. a stage, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's like a they get, they get a way better stage to go like show their fucking talents, you know? It's sick. Yep. No, I like. Yeah, because I I was explaining that to my buddies, and I was just like, yeah, you know, getting in and playing in a game now. Then the next game isn't until ten months from when your last game was, and then you don't play again. It's kind of like I looked at it and I looked at the timeline. My last game in college was like December eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Since 2019, 
until this past season. I only played in two game or three games in three and a half years. That's crazy. It's like it's hard. To, yeah. It's hard to get that rhythm to be just in full game uh, load when you don't play. So you kind of look at it that way and say, okay, hey, give me a season. Let me get back into just knowing the rhythm of the game. As soon as this season's over, it's uh, like the end of mini camp for uh, NFL teams, which is called OTAs. So they have their mini camp. They can invite anybody. They're not even signing anybody. They're just inviting people to evaluate them. And it's like, hey, I'm coming from a season uh, where I just played for 10 games, go a mini camp. I have my two days where I need to kick well. I know I can. And boom, that gives you another opportunity. I feel like that is a lot better to have on your resume than just kind of like waiting around, trying to get on a team, then trying to get on the field. And then you have one bad game, which might be from rust, which might be from just having a bad game, and you're back out. It's kind of like, yeah, you're trying to, to claw in the whole time. It also provides money to a lot of these people that I know, once again, with how you've done it, I know you're making money off your, you know, doing the announcing and your brand deals and stuff like that. But for a lot of these guys, I don't, that haven't really marketed themselves that well, it gives them a chance to make money while they're still going after the dream of, of getting back up there too, which is fucking awesome. Exactly. And I, like, do you know how the, the money system works in this league? I looked no. up, so, I would say I looked up a little bit beforehand, but I'm assuming a lot of it's incentive based. So it's actually sick. So everybody gets the same pay except for like one or two guys that got to negotiate. Uh, like there's one quarterback that's getting paid like 200,000, which is the highest paid player in our league. But everybody else is on their base contract, which is 50K a year, which is the 10 games. Not bad so get for 10, 10 games, ga- dude. Yeah. 10, Not at all. 10 games, dude, th- three months, 50K, that's awesome. And everything's paid for and, as well, too, because you're in a hotel. Exactly. Hotel, most of the food is paid for, but then it gets even better. Every game you win, you get an extra thousand bucks. So everybody on the team gets an extra thousand bucks if you win. Then you get you guys to are probably playoff. fucking pissed last game then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Two seconds man. away from fucking thousand bucks. Oh, fuck. Oh, Two two games in a row we lost at the end where it's just like, man, that's 2,000 bucks and about 15 seconds. I don't know where else you could be spending know, that much money that quick. Dragon's bread, bro. Don't tell me about it. I lost a fucking yeah. $5. Yeah, I've, been on, I've been on the Dragon's both times now, too. I have. What I wanted to but, ask, or go ahead if you were going to finish up. Yeah, it's it's cool because if you go to the playoffs and you win, it's another 5K. For the playoff game to win it, to go to the final, and I think it's another 10K. So if you win all your games, I think you end up making like 80K, which is insane. Fuck the whole I thing in the team then, dude. Just go win some. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Exactly. I think that's that's what's going to make a lot of people come together. It's like, hey, give me my money, man. How have they, I guess, has the XFL tried to help you guys out brand deal-wise whatsoever? I guess it's kind of brand new, though, so they're going to be bringing people in or bringing brands in, right? But do they have, I guess, would your team have it set up to where, like, hey, this brand wants to do a deal. Here's Dom and two other people for it. Yeah, they, they have, like, social media marketers and people that work behind the scenes. I know there's a deal that we're starting up with Twitch. Uh, that's pretty cool. Like, we're going to have, like, a... Our off days on Tuesdays have like some sort of like Twitch rivals kind of thing where we play Madden or where we play other games against each other. So I'll I'll be representing probably our team for that for some of the weeks. And hey, that's a cool way to get into streaming, cool way to show who you are on the, the bigger 
surface through the XFL, but they're they're doing a good amount of job getting the right people with the right brands that reach out. But this year one, it's only going to keep going up and up and up. It's awesome. That's sick. You asked earlier, do you remember the question you asked about who he'd met or if he had the chance to meet Oh, him? yeah. Wasn't The Rock at the stadium, bro, when you were playing? Yep. You didn't try and get a pick? <laughs> no, he, he had his whole like uh, crew around him. So it's The Rock and our and the owner, and they're always awesome at being at every single game. Like They try to go to as much as they can. But then you look at them, and they got like 50 security people around them, and you're just like, uh, I'm not about to go up because next thing I know, I'm getting punched in the face by a security guard before the game. Zoo nearly got punched <laughs> in the face by a security guard <laughs> while we are in Vegas, dude. When he I would have went up. Did you tell that hey, story? Dwayne, hey, Dwayne. Did you tell that story on the last podcast? I don't think you did. Yeah. You did? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Roddy Rich one. Yeah, where the security guard wanted to fucking beat the shit out of Zoo, bro. That was incredible. And for those of you guys that didn't listen to the last one, Zoo, we were drunkenly leaving the Hooters Hotel in Vegas, and we saw, I'm not going to say we, he saw Roddy Rich, and like a little fangirl ran up to him. I was like, Roddy Witch, Roddy Witch, can I get a photo? Yeah, <laughs> Security guards were about to give me the fucking people's elbow. Dude. It was incredible. <laughs> the photo's fucking funny, too. <laughs> but then you saw Cash Nasty at the airport as well. I don't know if Dom even. Did you see that, Dom? Yeah, I saw that. Zeus just got that luck, man. Yeah. I don't I know how you recognize people rock. like that, dude. That's insane. <laughs> That's fucking yeah, it's like crazy. The, it's like, uh, you guys know who Sean O'Malley is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, UFC fighter, he's fighting for the title soon, but he lives out in Arizona. He drives this, like, pink uh, Lambo. Lives, like, five minutes from me, and I see that car, like, driving around all the time. I'm like, shit, man, that, this is Sean O'Malley living in Peoria. Like, what is he doing, man? <laughs> I don't understand why he lives out there either, dude. That makes no sense. Yeah, he, he trains, but I don't know if it's Peoria or Sun City, like, where he's at, but he just trains around here. It's, hey. He gets to do his thing. Right, right. Are you going to have the uh, Jake Paul fight on tomorrow? Yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. I think Jake's probably going to knock out Tommy. That's your that's your guess? What's your, like, you think, like, early on? Like, what's what's your prediction, full prediction? I think, like, round two or three. Like, they'll, they'll try to make it. Yeah, just, I think straight knocks him out. Because I think, like, for how long Jake's been training, going 100% of boxing, the guy's a good boxer. That's like, what I think too, bro. We're gonna get dog. Tommy's gonna get been shit. boxing too, though. That's the thing, like for years. Tommy's a Love Island boy, dude. We're gonna knock that fucker out, bro. That's just gonna happen. He looks it, fucking like inflatable, though, bro. His fucking body, man. Tommy's been doing it for a whole while, which is why you can't discredit him. But I think Jake was smart enough to just build it up where he's had so much training. To now, it's like, well, he's, they're both boxers, young in their careers. Jake's got all the. The hype behind him, the pressure really is on Tommy because everyone's like, he's the pro boxer. Yeah. And if Jake wins tomorrow, everyone's like, yeah, Jake's got to be a pro boxer now. Yeah. It'll be, I think it'll be the closest one, like closest to Jake Paul fight there will be, in my the, opinion. The last one to a decision, though, didn't it? Yeah, but that one, everyone kind of knew he won. I think the closest you'd probably say was that he had like that one, the first one with Woodley, that went all the way. That was pretty close. Yeah, it's gonna. I be guess, exciting. but other than that, I think I'm pretty excited. But it is weird that it's a fucking afternoon thing. I wish it was like tonight. Yeah, no, it would have been way better. Would have been way better, like a Saturday night boxing. But so, kind of piggybacking off of that, what do you guys do in your downtime? Because I know a lot of you guys are probably in an area that you may have never been to in your entire fucking life before. 
Uh, is there stuff to do around your hotel? Yeah, there, there's a good amount of stuff. I mean, downtown is like five minutes. So we went to uh, what is it called that overlook in the street where Kennedy got shot. So it's like I, I, I know the story. I don't know the place. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, it's like a whole museum there, and like it's pretty cool if you're into like history and stuff. Dallas is cool. Like plenty of other areas where you know you're kind of on your own. You get to do whatever you want in your off time, whether that's go out, whether that's uh, you know go to a bar or something. Like we have SMU. I want to say ten minutes away from us so we just kind of hang out there have a couple drinks on our day off like relieve the stress and just kind of bond but yeah dallas is a cool city it's massive and the traffic sucks but that's yeah i mean that's every big city at this point though yeah he doesn't have to worry about that he lives in a fucking hellhole dude so (laughs) fuck off i'm gonna say something right now too which i think we can all probably agree with I, every single sports team I've ever played on, because you just said, you know, go have a few drinks and like team bond type deal. Every single sports team I've ever played on in my entire life never felt like a team until I had partied with that team one time. Are yeah. we in agreement yeah. with that? Yeah. yeah. When alcohol's involved, the second you guys all party together and, you know, everybody's drunk, everybody's playing beer pong, hugging, high five, and whatever. You go back on the field the next day and you're like, fuck, I actually like these people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, that social barrier just gets broken. Like, you know, everyone's at first like, oh, hey, where are you from? Oh, that's cool. Tries to make a connection. You played with this guy. You played with that guy. Cool. As soon as you start drinking and especially like, you know, with the specialists and the old linemen, like we're typically always the ones that go out together. Out of a sudden, they see our punter out drinking everybody and they're like, yeah, hey, this this guy That's can be our friend. Cool. Right here. Yeah, there you <laughs> go, man. Is it? I guess I, I swear. Did we? I don't know if we even talked to CJ about this. Um, is it clicky between positions? Like, are you saying you guys hang out with like a certain group? Do the wide receivers just hang, or like the offense hang out with people? Is that how it works? Yeah, it it can be clicky, but it's not where it's a bad thing. Okay, it's just kind of because you do spend so much time in certain groups, like all the running backs they're all in the same meeting rooms all the receivers are in the same meeting rooms so the people you spend the most time with you're probably more likely to have some sort of like things you enjoy doing together so you hang out with each other but it's not like okay we're receivers we can't have a db hanging out with us yeah okay you kind of grow in from that like overall like yeah you have your position groups to kind of hang out with each other but it's it's never really like divided like that is it like more like strict? Um, I was gonna ask like how you say you guys like go out and stuff. Like I feel like guys in the NFL like it's super strict. Like barely you guys drink during the season and stuff like that. Like is the XFL there's kind of like more like looseness about it? Yeah. No, I'd say it's the same thing. Like NFL, especially like either from teams that I was on or just like had friends from other teams. The stuff that they tell me, it's just like nah if. If you can party and drink and be absolutely hammered and show up the next day and do your job, they don't care as long as you're there doing your job. Okay. Like, never mind. I, thought, that, I thought maybe people would be like, kind of like fucking like, no, nah, not during season type thing. Well, I feel like you not. have to say that on social media, don't you? I know, but like, you know, like some guys, like I feel like, I feel like Patty Mahomes like doesn't drink during the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's something where you're not going to go party out 
every single night, do all that kind of stuff. Like, especially if you're Pat Mahomes or any other of his level athlete. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have like a night where you have a beer or two or some nice wine, but you're not going to be posting about it constantly. Yeah. Where, like third string QBs. Oof. I'll be yeah, fucking racking them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whereas other positions, you know, it's it's like, hey, let's let's go out. We have yeah. tomorrow off. We might just have a lift or something. Let's go at it. Let's let's have our fun. And you know, I I've had that. I've been around that before. Like I won't say any names, but it's just like this guy is an all pro superstar household name. The night before, we're all out drinking, doing all that kind of stuff, and he goes out next game, two hundred and something yards, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, this guy's probably still like hungover, doing something incredible that somebody might train all their life for, having a game close to that. The guy yeah. doesn't give a fuck, dude. This this also brings up another question because I talked about this with like some random lady at like my mom's church this weekend or something, dude. But uh. There was this family growing up of just like absolute superstar athletes. Like these girls were freaks, man. Um, but they would just party their nuts off every single weekend. And there's a kid that I grew up playing with as well, where you would literally you'd see him the night before like a, a state cup game, and the kid couldn't even talk. He's like, uh, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? And then we'd pick him up to go to state cup because we all partied. He'd be in the back. He'd bring his pillow in the fucking car. He'd pillow in the car, he'd lay in the back, he'd get like a 30-minute nap, and he'd get to the, the field. And the second he got there, best player on the field by a mile. As if, like, the alcohol didn't touch him the day before. Do you guys have – I know you kind of just said that with somebody, but have you ever had that zoo where there's just, like, one kid that no matter what the fuck he does the night before, the second he gets on the field, like, it's almost like they're just, like, something just does not work in their brain to, like, realize what happened the night before. There's, like, boom, in, I'm good to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have one, like, our, like, guy who's, like, uh, I guess he's, like, our top scorer guy on our team, like, he's known for being the biggest drinker, also <laughs> on the team by a mile, and he, like, he get like, I remember one time, like, we got, he got smashed the night before, and it was, like, during Provincials, but I guess we had, um, we kind of, like, clinched our path through, whatever, like, we already threw to, like, the end of it, anyways, but either way, he got, like, hammered the night before, and, like, that a game... We had a game, like, at, like, noon the next day or something, which is pretty early, like, for a fucking, if you're out until, like, fucking three the night yeah. before. And he's still, like, he's, like, hammered, drank the most of anyone, blacked out pretty much, wakes up, goes the next game, and, like, boom, four goals. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, fucking just, like, sweat it all out. Felt like shit after the game. Like, he's <laughs> in the change room. He had, like, sunglasses on. Like, one of those, you know what I mean? Like, rough. And he fought, I don't know, four goals, like nothing. We we won the game, actually. Did you have athletes like that growing up, whether it was soccer or football, Dom? Yeah. No, there's one story. Like, this guy, biggest leg I've ever seen, could hit the ball a mile. You know, wasn't the most accurate at all times, but just had a huge leg and everybody knew it. Night before, you know, I was already asleep. I just heard the stories. Apparently, they went to, like, the strip club, did all that kind of stuff were absolutely like hammered and he comes in the next day still reeking of alcohol like we're leaving on the bus to go to practice he is reeking of alcohol and we're just like all right this is not gonna go well this dude drained every single kick straight down the middle never in his (laughs) never in his life has kicked that well and we're all looking at him like 
what, what are you doing? Like, you just figure it out. Just get hammered before every game and you're the best kicker in America. Let's go. Dude, so this brings up another question, too. So in college, my coach, which I'm going to be honest, man, I don't necessarily know if it's, it's probably allowed or encouraged or whatever, but when I turned 21, I was going into my senior season, but it was like spring ball during the time, so it was just like a bunch of scrimmages against like other schools. Uh, I turned 21, and our coach, my coach took me and like a few of the seniors out, and we all went to a bar and, and got hammered. Like, and we had practiced the next morning, and I played like the best I'd ever played, and the coach looked at me afterwards. He's like, what the fuck? Because I think he threw up the night before as well. And he's like, he's like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, how would you do this? And he, dude, something clicked in his brain that the entire team was alcoholics. Because at the end of the day, dude, no one's playing NAI fucking soccer because they want to go play pro. Like, it's not a thing, dude. Um, everybody's there because you got a big scholarship because you probably could have played somewhere else. But you just want to party and just, like, kind of have fun just, like, still play the sport. Um, where's I going with this? Was... Uh, I don't know. Fuck, I, can't, I just lost my train of thought. Dude. I was going to say something about the coaching staff. Um, well, you said like how the coach took you out and stuff. Oh, that's okay. Out. So that's what it was. The coach started calling us on the fucking weekend, dude, at like 11 o'clock. The question originally was going to be, did you guys have a crazy coach ever about drinking? Where like no drinking, dry season the entire time. It was like kind of like crazy harp on you. But it'd be 1130 at night on a Saturday. And this motherfucker is calling all of us at a party. And everybody's like, hey, we're not picking up. <laughs> that shit, dude. Um, yeah. So yeah, so something clicked in his brain once I did that for the team. And the guy just went fucking psycho afterwards. Did you have anything like that? Either one of you growing up? Nah. Every, everyone was always cool. It was kind of just like, just don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to be respectful if you drink alcohol just be smart especially when it comes to like women hey if you're drinking don't do anything with women that no, was like his number yeah, one thing yeah don't don't risk nothing like you might be like completely different story she might have like done whatever where she was completely okay but next thing she turns her back there's alcohol involved it's just a bad look for you like that's never a good mix right there and then it was just like don't do other stupid stuff just if you're drinking, keep it to yourself. Don't go post home, it. Don't get yeah. home. Yeah. yeah, don't post it or like say some stupid stuff like calling out another team. Just if you're drinking, be smart, get home safe, don't drive. There you go. You that was always the next like yeah. XFL game. You guys win, and we see like Dom's Instagram story. For whoever you guys are playing, and he's just trash. He's like, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> It'd be fucking funny. Oh, though, Jesus. <laughs> bro, I just had like an in I because I was too young, bro. I just had like an Instagram fucking coach. I remember one time. So like we had this game where you play up to practice, and if you lost, we'd call you Nancy for the whole week. Yeah. That was your thing. And like, bro, we had this one kid, bro, like just fucking softy. Like we were just chirping him in the Instagram DM group chat, you know, like calling him Nancy. Like, that's a fucking, you got to live with it. And like, bro, this guy could not stand it. He goes and like tells his fucking grandpa that like we're calling him Nancy. And it's pissing him off. <laughs> and then he tells our coach, sits us all down. There's no, you all have to delete Instagram and all this. And we're like 14. You, dog. Yeah. And we're like, are you fucking kidding me? Bro, none of us delete Instagram. We find out that like three weeks later, we're like talking about it again. How like, yeah, like we still have Instagram. And then the one coach's pet, bro, the one kid that everyone fucking couldn't stand, Jack, bro, just little weasel, <laughs> like, like too, sucked <laughs> ass, 
No, because like we're good, we're good friends now, but bro, he was such a little fucking rat, bro. Like, no one liked this kid, bro. He sucked and like was just like sucking off the coach always, bro. He like we're talking about Instagram and he's like, wait, you guys didn't delete it? And I'm like, bro, we were like, none of us were shocked. This kid had Instagram deleted for like a month straight since the coach asked us, and no one else did but him. But that was the only thing we're like. This guy fucking told us to lead, tell a bunch of 14-year-old teenage boys to delete Instagram. He was like, all right, man. No fucking chance. No I've, shot. I've had some crazy psycho coaches as well that have done weird things. Dom, have you had anything that stands out where, like, one coach did something? You don't have to name drop, obviously, but you're just kind of like, what the fuck is a going on? Weird rule, here, something. Oh. I have one after it, and mine was fucking weird, dude. dude I, got, I got some stories all... I'll keep it somewhat like disclosed, and I won't say. But we had a coach try to kiss one of our my teammates before at a party, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Oh Jesus Christ! And got got punched in the face by another coach for trying to do that. So we're all like hanging out, like we got a kickback thrown at one of our places, and that happened, you know. And we're just like, oh shit! Oh my god! Stay- same coach who did that like two days before our bowl game apparently was just absolutely hammered in the the coach's lounge like the coaches basically bowl games they do whatever the hell they want with other coaches players just you know we practice we go out during our free time kind of stuff but the coaches have a coach's lounge where they their wives just get hammered just have a good time yeah that same coach that tried to kiss up uh one of my teammates earlier ended up getting so hammered he packed all his stuff at like 2 or 3 a.m and just left changed the flight on the school's like credit card so he didn't even pay and just went home and left and we have never heard from him since like just disappeared this guy was a coach for that one year and just left (laughs) and we're like god what happened? What happened? <laughs> the kiss of destiny, bro. What the hell? Because we we were at practice and walked through the next day, and we're just like, "Oh, where where's he at?" And everyone's like, "We haven't seen him. He might be dead." Like, we're trying to figure out what happened. And then eventually, afterwards, they're like, "Yeah, he just left. He charged the credit card and changed his flight back home." Dude, Jesus, that's fucking crazy. We had this guy at my junior college where. The guy apparently growing up was un- like unbelievable soccer player, really, really good player, um, but just absolute fucking head case, this guy. And like the weirdest thing in the world was he, I don't know, like for coaching junior college soccer, you get a stipend basically. So it's like every whatever it is, month or so, you get your money. So this guy just kept telling me, because I had to pick the asshole up because he had like no money at all. <laughs> I would pick him up on the way to practice. Like I drive the assistant coach to practice. I'm like, fucking, this is weird as hell. Um, all he wanted was this one drug, and he's like, "I need to get this drug. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm waiting for my stipend to come through. I'm gonna buy this, right?" And I don't remember what the hell it was called, but it, apparently, if you take it, it can basically fuck you for life. It's like what it is. Like it can just destroy you, um, inside and out. And at one point, second stipend came in, and the guy, the next day, I picked him up. Dude was like not even the same person anymore. He like gets in the car and he's like, oh, "What's up, man?" I'm like. I'm like, homie, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how'd you Dude, I swear, I swear, this guy went off the fucking rails. But before that even happened, 
there was this girl there was a girl on the girls team because that's all we used to party with in college was it was like the girls soccer team and the guys soccer team um this is at my junior college too just to fucking throw that out there but um there was the goalkeeper on the women's team was a lesbian like she was only into girls right somehow her and the dude that was a fucking lunatic the assistant coach because the coach would come party with us but you're not probably encouraged to do whatsoever <laughs> he'd always be like, oh where's the party at tonight we're like oh, one of those fuck. guys we can't yeah. really tell you you know what i mean but um he had sex with her a lesbian chick in the background like the backyard of one of these parties and they came back inside and the girl's like yeah i just wanted to try it and we said i still like girls and we're like then he comes in dude he's wearing like sunglasses like he did something we're like bro what the fuck dude like, he's going on at this place man it was unbelievable the guy would show up to practice with no shoes and we're like this is a fucking joke i'm telling you bro it's the weirdest thing in the entire world dude the guy was a fucking lunatic he also he did this it was super random he messaged me on instagram like four days ago and he's like hey i'm in this what? competition can you vote for me i'm like no I'm like what the fuck dude like fuck out of here, bro. It's not fucking happening, man. But it's it's some charity that he's trying, trying yeah. to get you to vote for. Dog, I literally in three months I watched this guy have sex with the other women's team's goalkeeper and he literally just died inside afterwards. And no one even knew like I think like towards the end of the season he stopped showing up. Kind of same deal with yours where the guy just left and and that was basically it, dude. But um all right. I know Zoo's gotta go to work very soon. I have a dinner. Which is a, a, a very, very late Valentine's Day dinner because we wanted to avoid oh, all the Fuck off, man. All right. Uh, Dom, seriously, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out. Yeah, I appreciate out, it, bro. Not as, not yeah, as always, you know. Always a great time. Listen, not as good of a setup as your last one, unfortunately. Yeah. You can't even get your old setup in there, can you? Where you said you moved all that stuff to storage? Yep. It's all in Arizona still. So I just have, if I, if I show you my gaming setup real quick, if I can see the camera. Yeah, flip it. <laughs> I went to Target, grabbed like three drawers, put my monitor to Xbox up there. That's fucking awesome. There you go. That's so cool. All right, if you guys want to check out Dominic, the uh the Sea Dragons, man, go uh go Sea Dragons. Yes, sir. How does it work? Top four go to the playoffs, right? Is that how it is? Yep, top four, two of each division. Okay. All right. Well, let's make the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Make, make some money. He messaged me, Dom messaged me before the last game, and he said, we get a 1000 bucks if we win this game. And we used to go golf with this really shitty golf course called the Encanto 9. Um, it actually isn't that bad. It's just it's kind of out there. And he said, the next Conto is on me. So we need a win to happen <laughs> here, man. Yeah, we, we need some extra money around here, that's for sure. You guys will fucking win. All right, if you guys have made it this far, if you guys leave a five-star rating, we'd appreciate it a ton. Make sure to follow Dominic and... Uh, Go buy a Sea Dragons t-shirt. Last question. Do you get any, like, revenue at all if we buy your jersey or we buy anything with your name on it? Yeah. I don't know yet. They haven't Fuckers, really explained bro. that yet. Fuckers. All right. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get you a, a jersey for the cave for sure. Oh, yeah, we'll need one for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Peace.